meeting in this course are anonymous. They nevertheless had dreams and aspirations, just as we do. They had risen that morning with work to do, just like us. Some of them had a raging toothache. Some of them had a hangover. They loved, they hated, they got by as best they could. And yet, however much they may have been like us, they also lived in a very different world. And they were beset by very different challenges and also thought very differently from us too. All of us know the emotions of joy and anger, the feelings of hunger and anxiety. But which of us knows what it's like to be a slave? Or from the perspective of the free population, what it means to believe unhesitatingly that slavery is part of the natural order? In Caesar's house that March morning, in the Roman Forum, the center of the universe as it was then, there were men and women who had no legal or political status. They were property that could be bought or sold. They could be physically or sexually abused. They could be tossed out into the street once they had outlived their usefulness. I've been teaching Greek and Roman history for 30 years or so. And I've written separate biographies of both Julius Caesar and Hannibal. Uh, but although the events involving the great and the powerful continue to fascinate me, and though greatness in human terms fascinates me as well, what has always made history come alive for me is imagining what daily life was like for ordinary people. So I've written a book called Daily Life of the Ancient Greeks, which in essence provided me with the starting point for this course and another book called The Greek Way of Life which covers the life cycle from conception to old age. Whenever I think about the past I try to put myself in the shoes or rather the sandals of the people whose lives I'm investigating. The questions what would it feel like to be a Spartan hoplite or a Roman gladiator or a medieval nun enthrall me. So this course fits my interests to a T. In a way, it's what I've been preparing for all my life. That said, I do draw the line. I've never gone in for what is called living history, uh, dressing up as a centurion, say, and participating in simulated battles. For one thing, uh, spectacles and Roman helmets just don't work well together. Sadly, I have to say, and I, I guess that rules me out as a gladiator as well. The aim of this course is to enthrall you the same way. We're going to spend our time exploring the less familiar realms of the ancient and medieval worlds. We'll be looking at what I like to call the other side of history. What do I mean by the other side of history? Well, I have three things in mind. First, we'll be asking questions that many textbooks never ask. The 19th century historian Thomas Carlyle wrote, the history of the world is but the biography of great men. Carlyle believed it was great men and great men only who shaped history. And like all historians of his time, he thought that what really mattered about the past was politics and war. And for that reason, he and his contemporaries and actually many history teachers to this day, were chiefly interested in kings, conquerors, statesmen, and tyrants. 
But if we concentrate upon those who made the headlines, so to speak, then we're leaving out 99% of the human population who have ever lived, possibly more. And that 99% deserves recognition. In this course, we'll see that it gets it. So we're going to be asking not what it meant to wield great power in the ancient and medieval worlds, but rather what it meant to be human in those worlds, what it meant to be on the receiving end of history, so to speak. A second, I, I say we'll be exploring the other side of history because wherever possible, wherever our sources allow, we're going to try to understand what daily life was like for people who, in addition to being neglected by most conventional history texts, also suffered neglect and disadvantage in their own lifetimes. I mean, uh, the sick, the infirm.